welcome to here's joins our reviews the meanest movie review podcast on the internet or so i've been told the movie review podcast that will try to bring us to a movie but may indeed have to slice it and dice it and point to all of its flaws but hopefully point out some of its good things also each and every month there's a theme and as it's january i'm doing spyuary my look at the jason bourne movies so here you have it two years after events of part one bourne has changed action movies for the worst. Now we have shaky cam, quick cut action flicks, and it's all about explosions and car chases and as such there is no subtleness to this at all. It's all shaky, 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 shaky cam, and quick 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 which is annoying as fuck. Oh my god, I don't think I saw this thing in the cinema as I was unimpressed with part one. But knowing me, as this was a spy movie, I probably did, but I have no memory of it, so there we have that one. Now, the one thing I did notice about this when I first watched it back in 2004 was how quick this thing is cut. Doing some digging, each shot length is less than 1.9 seconds. Sadly, this gave rise to the cut around the action action movies that made Liam Neeson an action star in Latter Life and gave you the rise to the Expendable movies and the Red movies, the retired Extremely Dangerous movies. Basically, these old guys that try to be action stars in their 60s and 70s as the editors cut round the fact they can't do anything. So, hmm. I mean, for crying out loud. Anyway, what might be about this movie is it also gives birth to the quote-unquote real action movies. Now, like... I don't go to a spy movie for real fucking action and reality and all that shit. No, no, no. I don't go to superhero movies for it either. I go to to escape the boring humdrum of life, not for fucking reality. Enough for this reality and action shit. Just make it fucking an escapism movie. So let's just get to nuts and bolts of this thing, because I really can't be arsed for this movie. It had a budget of 75 million, and it pulled in 290 million. So it was a hit, I'm guessing. Who gives a fuck, frankly? Cast, Matt Damon, Brian Cox, Jace, Joan Allen, rather, Julia Stiles, Carl Urban, and Franca Potain. Rated by Paul Greengrass. Uh, the plot, it's two years after Jason Bourne has quit the CIA and brought down Treadstone. However, the CIA chiefs want revenge. So, set up for a murder he didn't commit. Born, however, isn't doing so well as he has terrible nightmares of things he's done in the past and he suffers from extreme migraines. Can he fix his life? Will the CIA let him be? What is with his past that will come back to haunt him today? Find out here. So, after these three logos uh, pop up, up pops the titles. And up flashes Jason Bourne, once again put by Matt Damon. In the back of a car, he's heading to his first kill and this is the start of the PTSD flashbacks that go on in this movie and this, these things are seizure inducing fucking quick edits and quick cuts and shaky cam galore Jesus hold that fucking camera steady oh my god I just noticed Casino Royale ripped this off which I still think is one of the worst Bond movies out there Daniel Craig is the worst Bond and I knew this the first time I saw how he was cast as Bond, and I knew he was going to kill the Bond franchise. I just didn't know how badly. Anyway, back to the seizure-inducing opening, as Bourne kills some random guy with a gun flash, and he's awakened from a nightmare. He's in India! 
The camera is moving non-fucking-stop. Hello, this isn't a fucking action scene. This is him getting out of bed. Did the cameraman have fucking Parkinson's? What's with the camera shaking? Hold that fucking camera still! Jesus, jinkies! Anyway, in bed with him is Maria, once again played by Fanka Potain. She's still with him. Wow, I thought she was a pump and dump. Much like bonded with multiple women he had dating. Mm. He also faked her death in part one, so why the fuck is she still on the run with him? I mean, honestly, God. Bourne is now complaining that he has headaches, so Marie says he has a fever, and Bourne brushes him off. Her off, rather. She then tells him to write everything down in his little book. He tells her he's getting flashes of memories here and everywhere and he was once a trained killer hello you fucking are an assassin you're that one already you fucking idiot oh my god i should say the born identity uh was uh born was supposed to be shot in the head hence why he has this weird amnesia and memory flashbacks that are giving him migraines and headaches and such but also says in this movie that all of these agents had heavy migraines so what the fuck's going on here anyway they didn't want to shoot um born in the head because they don't want to mess up matt damon's pretty boy looks so that's why he wasn't shot in the head i mean just shot in the back and that gives you memory loss apparently hmm. anyway he explains to her his nightmares are getting worse as he writes them all down in his little book cut to berlin as in a control room we meet cia deputy head director pam landy played by joan allen as she watches a sting to hunt out a mole. The CIA bigwigs are on the phone um, telling her what to do and these are all a bunch of male so she doesn't want to listen because blah 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 yakety bloody well schmackety. She hangs up politely and continues with her sting. Here we meet all but silent assassin Krill played by Carl Urban going in for the kill. Wait, he's not her killer? He's there to plant fingerprints of Bourne on a bomb and then blow up the building. That kills uh, the mole and the CIA. I don't know how he is. Assassin? I fucking know who this guy is. He is shot in the head by Crow and he shoots the, the mole on the head also and he steals a briefcase full of cash and full of other documents. Panic in the control room hits as the sting goes tits up. Cut to Crow heading to an airport with the files and indeed the cash. In a hotel room, Krill hands over the documents he stole to a shitty oil tycoon. As back in India, Maria's out shopping, returning home. She thumbs through Bourne's book. And he's been writing down all things he remembers from his various missions and assassinations throughout the years. All of which he feels extremely pained and sorry for. While, meanwhile, Bourne is out running. He has noticed he is being followed by an unmarked car. It's Krill! How did he know where fucking Bourne was? Who cares? This is an action movie. Who gives a fuck about the details? Now, I don't get if the CIA didn't know where the fuck he is. How the hell does this guy know where he is? I mean, hmm. Spooked Bourne runs as Krill heads to the post office to ask where Bourne lives. Krill then heads to the beach hut as Bourne is there living with Maria. Bourne Picks up Maria outside some part of the beach and cue a completely ridiculous car chase scene 
Ah, the streets are completely empty. In India, bollocks, they were up in chalk a fucking block. Bumper to bumper shit. Anyway, Born switches places with Maria as he gets a gun. Crow ditches his car, heads to higher ground. Well, Born is now stuck in a traffic jam. Too bad. Born gets stuck in a traffic jam, as it says, and Maria is shot by the sniper. Um, this causes her to crash and land in a river, and she's now dead. Born realises she's completely dead and swears revenge. By the way, this is the cleanest, dirtiest river I've ever fucking seen. You can just tell she's shot in a swimming pool with a green light fucking showing overhead. I mean, hmm. Anyway, back in Berlin. The German CSI have gotten the fingerprints planted by Crow. It's Jason Bourne's who knew? Here, Landy learns of Treadstone. She catches a flight back to the US. As cut to Moscow, Crow is picked up by Russian gangsters and a dodgy oil tycoon. He's handed a suitcase full of cash for killing Bourne and for framing him back in Berlin. He's told to take the month off. Back in India, Bourne watches from across the river as Maria's body and jeep is pulled out of the cold, dark water. He then burns all the photographs and documentations for her in a bonfire. It is on, he's out for blood, as he catches a bus to a train station heading to... I have no idea where he's heading to. Meanwhile, in the CIA HQ, Pam is told that $3 million in cash is missing. Missing about the quote lost files and how three men are dead actually two men so we'd have to get a third man from hmm see i want to nail her to the wall for this as her stingment tits up she just can't ask what about treadstone she is then granted access to the CIA underbelly so checks out treadstone jason Bourne's past the killing of the former head of the cia and the entirety of the previous movie she then called Abbott for help, but he fobs her off with some bullshit. By the way, Abbott is still played by Brian Cox, so hmm. Which she doesn't buy, so she pulls him into an interview room and he throws Conklin, my room from the last movie, under the bus, saying he and Bourne were stealing cash from the CIA and blah 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 blah, and who knows what the two were up to and this and next thing and throwing all sorts of shade on Bourne. Saying he's completely clean, he's one year from retirement, and he's done his duty to his country. Bourne is now in Italy. Meanwhile, in London, this sends up red flags that Bourne is in Naples, heading to America. However, the police detain him because he uses his own passport, which is a fucking stupid move. Anyway, meanwhile, Pam is in a meeting with the CIA heads, explaining years earlier, $20 million went missing in Russia. And a Russian MP was killed, saying there was a leak in the CIA. So, that's the bloody plot. $20 million in wire fund money has went missing. Bourne is at large. Abbott is dirty as fuck. Pamela's out for answers, as Bourne is also out for blood. Pam pulls out a thin air. She thinks that Conklin was dirty and he and Bourne were stealing hundreds if not thousands of dollars in CIA cash under the table. So Bourne kills him and is on the run. Meanwhile back in Italy, Bourne is just sitting in a room with one inept cop uncuffed and he's being grilled by one inept office lackey. 
And I've got to see here the incompetence in this fucking movie. This part of the movie is unrealistic. You're trying to see this guy is wanted by CIA, NSA, fucking FBI. Can you give me any three letter words? He's wanted dead, but even handcuff this guy? Wow. I mean, fucking wow. The stupidity is just oozing from the script. Bourne doesn't say a word to this lackey. He just stares into mid-space. He then just kicks into action, knocks out the cop, and knocks out lackey, stealing his gun, and then escapes with ease, not before cloning his cell phone, stealing his BMW, and running for it. Now, I just love the fact that when Bourne goes out to the BMW, he... Slaps on number plates with ease, no screws needed, he just slaps on a number plate and it doesn't instantly fall off, I mean, fuck off that shit. Pam calls the lackey who has came to, to tell her that Bourne is on the run. Bourne is listening in via the cloned cell phone. She tells this lackey he is in the shit and then jumps a jet to Berlin. Cue Bourne driving from... Um, driving to Berlin to intercept Pam. She doesn't listen to Abbott's warnings about Bourne, and she just wants to run out and fly to Germany. The CIA bigwigs tell her to work with Abbott. By the way, the drive from Naples to Berlin is 18 and a half hours. So could he get to Berlin before they do? No, he couldn't, because that's only a 12-hour flight. So fuck this movie. Also, Bourne hasn't slept in days, and he keeps on having more and more and more PTSD flashbacks. So, hmm. Flashbacks to what? What I hear you ask? I haven't a fucking clue, because not only is this cut to shit, but the shakiness of this camp is utterly ridiculous, and they have this weird motion blur filtered on these PTSD flashbacks, and I swear to God, it is... Inducing epileptic fits left, right, and bloody well center. Jesus, Jenkins. This thing's got more cuts than an edgy teen depressed listening to fucking Slipknot. Jesus, crummies, man. Hold that fucking camera still. Enough for the shaky shit and just fucking shot. Oh my god. Somehow Bourne beats them to Berlin. Meanwhile, in Amsterdam, Nikki, once again played by Julia Stiles, is called in to help with Bourne by Abbott. So, how the fuck did he get from bloody America to Amsterdam by the time Bourne gets to Berlin. This movie is so fucking shit. I mean, she tells them for three years she worked in Paris for Conklin as a data handler. Then one night she dealt with Bourne and indeed Bourne tried to kill Conklin. But Bourne escaped. She's then scooped up and taken to Berlin. And it's back with Bourne who's driving through the Swiss Alps. So he doesn't make it to fucking Berlin then before they two. As Pam lands in Berlin, she's taken to a control centre where she's shown footage of Bourne bold as brass walking into Naples' fucking train station trying to board a train. In Munich, CIA assassin Jorda, played by some random bloody guy, I don't give a fuck his name because I can't even pronounce it, so fuck it, is activated to take down Bourne. Nope, Bourne catches him and ziplocks him and then pumps for information. He tells him Treadstone is long dead, along with Conklin. These are the last two Treadstone assassins. Cue a fight scene as he first kicks Bourne's ass. I mean, I guess Bourne missed a few steps in if he's not been active in two years. <laughs> Somehow, Jordan or Jordan, what's his fucking name, gets a knife. Not to worry, but Bourne kills him with a magazine. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And he chokes him out with a, 
a wire of a lamp and I don't care. This fight scene is fucking awful. Cut to fuck with shaky cam galore. I mean, hold the fucking camera fucking steady and do wide shots to show the fucking action. And if this close-up crap, it's like, mm. If you can't do fight scenes, then don't do fucking fight scenes. Don't do a fucking action movie, you fucking... Oh, my God. So, with Jordan choked out, Bourne pulls the gas main, sticks a magazine in the toaster, and blows up the house. So, back in Berlin, Bourne locks away all the papers Jordan had in an airport locker. He then calls around town to all the hotels to find where Pam Landy is staying. And it works just like that. You try to say to me the deputy head of the CIA wouldn't use an alias. Oh my god, this, this stupidity is oozing from this movie. This is beyond fucking stupid. He then finds out what hotel she's in. And he calls her on a cell phone and then gets the front desk to call her to figure out what room she's in. And boom, he knows her room number. Like again, the stupidity is leaking from the script. He then follows her to the safe house, or actually not the safe house, the control room. He pulls up outside uh, um, the building across and climbs to the roof and watches him buy a sniper rifle. And they try to figure out where Bourne is. This is just ridiculous. I mean... Here, he calls her on his cell phone and asks about Treadstone and what the hell they want with him. He was clean for two years. Why did I hunt him down and blah, 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 blah. And why is Marie dead? And this next thing, she tells him what Treadstone is long dead. And he's wanted for what he did in Berlin. Cue yet more seizure-inducing PTSD flashbacks of Bourne's first kill. Bourne is about to shoot Pam until he sees Nicky, so tells her he wants to come in to clear his name once and for all saying he would only do it with Nikki Pam says she doesn't know where the hell she is as Bourne says she's standing next to you and then hangs up cue utter chaos as need to figure out where the hell Bourne was and indeed how to keep Nikki from Bourne's grasp Bourne is no dummy however he sends them to a square in which just happens to be a bloody riot happening. Handy that. Abbott then warns, sorry, wants Bourne dead, but Pam wants answers. He tells her she has no idea who Bourne is. He is dangerous. Kill him outright already. Just fucking do it. Cut to the meeting place with snipers on the roofs everywhere, and there's multiple men in the crowd. Also, the protesters have started. This causes utter fucking chaos at the HQ. Bourne calls Nikki to tell her to get on a tram. This causes even more chaos as they scramble a team to follow her. Shouldn't they have a, a team on hand just in case this happened? I mean, for fuck's sake, the, the idiocy of this fucking script is just oozing off the screen. Oh my god, did really think that it was going to be that easy to catch Bourne? I mean, Bourne snatches Ricky. Ricky, Nikki rather, right under their noses as Bourne questions her while mingling in with the protests. She's wearing a wire, so Pam is listening in. Bourne then pumps her for information on Pam, Treadstone, and why they're after him. She tells him Pam is the deputy director of the CIA about the two dead spies in Berlin, the missing files and money, and how they think he did it all. Bourne tells her he was in India and nowhere near Berlin. Marie is also dead. 
Bourne and then takes her into a subway station which disconnects Nikki's wire. He so she spills all that Abbott was Conklin's boss. He ran Treadstone and he is also in Berlin with Pam. She then tells him the missing files are on Conklin and his dealings in Berlin. Born pulls out of thin air. The dead Russian MP was killed by him years earlier. This was his first kill. Cut to PTSD flashbacks yet again of Bourne killing the Russian MP and his wife. Nikki tells him that's impossible. He was never in Berlin. He is not buying it, however, and holds a gun to her head. She pleads for her life and he just lets her go. Back in the control room, Pam is nervous that Bourne is watching and might be in the building. Pam wants to go public. Then it wants to check out his side of the story of Marie's death. Abbott, however, once born dead, and this to be all covered up. Hello, love, isn't it obvious? He's the fucking mole. He's the one that's done all this. He's got the money, you fucking ditzy bitch. Later, in an internet cafe, remember them, Born is shown digging up information on the dead Russian MP. Finding it, he was killed in 1999. Also, he had links to the shady oil tycoon and had a teenage daughter who survived the shooting. Cut to Abbott and Conklin's lackey from the other movie heading underground where he tells them nothing makes sense about this case. Born as a killer, not a traitor. Someone is using him as a scapegoat. And with that, Abbott snaps his neck and leaves him for dead. Cut to Born following the lead to Hotel Breaker. And yet more PTSD flashbacks of him killing the Russian MP and indeed his wife, but not the daughter. Pam's all points bulletin board is faxed out and a hotel gets it and recognises Bourne so sends for the cops. Pam gets wind of this and cue a hive of activity as Bourne has breaking, sorry, kicked the door open of the room that was in, uh, the Russian MP was in in 1999. He shot, he remembers everything, he shot the the husband and the wife and made it look like she killed him and it was murder-suicide, but it's not really, blah, 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 blah. Seconds later, the hotel room door he booked is kicked open as the cops swarm the lobby, or rather the hallway. Born escapes the hotel, climbing to the roof. He then escapes with relative ease, just as Pam pulls up to survey the situation. Handy that. Born is then spotted by cops, so jumps the underground to escape, which he does with ease. Never mind about the hundreds of cops are chasing after him, he just gets away. He jumps from a bridge onto a garbage barge and then so- somehow escapes from the garbage barge. I have no idea how because the editing is fucking terrible. Anyway, he then jumps the train and heads back to where the fuck this train's going to. Q Abbott spinning bullshit about his missing lackey and... He has no idea why Bourne is at this bloody hotel and how Nikki is free. By the way, she was let go in the afternoon. It took her all day to get to the underground station. Utter fucking bollocks. Like I said, the stupidity of this movie is leaking off the screen. Anyway, Pam is in a hotel room Bourne escaped from and she knows this room. She also knows about the murders from 1999. So she knows it wasn't a murder-suicide, she knows it was Borne that killed the MP and his wife. A lackey then tells Pam they have just found Conklin's lackey dead 
in a local underground, and I think it was born. So in Abbott's hotel room across town, he calls the shady oil tycoon to tell him Bourne is alive. The tycoon wants nothing to do with this one. After all, he used the missing $20 million to start up his company back in the 90s, so he is now clean. Bourne goes out of the shadows, and Abbott spills all. Bourne holds him at gunpoint, and Abbott tells him to end it now, but Bourne says no, he won't kill him. Marie wouldn't want that. He then pulls a dictaphone with Abbott's confession and leaves him a gun and just walks out and leaves. How do you know Abbott's going to shoot him in the back? Hmm. Bourne then heads back to the airport locker and pulls out a passport. Pamela is in Abbott's hotel room. She finds him drunk as he blows his head off, admitting that he actually killed Conklin's lackey. It wasn't Bourne after all. Bourne is in on a train heading to Moscow. Pamela is in her room with a dictaphone and all the files Bourne had from the locker. She knows he's clean. Bourne is then spotted on CCTV on a train to Moscow. In Moscow, the oil tycoon tasks Krill to take down Bourne once and for all. Bourne, now in Moscow, tracks down the Russian MP's daughter to say sorry. Krill has put out a fake APB as Russian cops are all over Bourne. Bourne escapes with relative ease yet again. Bourne is then hunted down by Krill and shot in the back, but because it's, it was from, I don't know, 150 yards away, it only grazes him. Bourne then runs to the underground. As he has to double back on himself, he runs into a supermarket to steal vodka for the pay, I'm guessing. He then steals a cab outside and cue a boring-ass car chase that lasts for about fucking 15 minutes. Krill falls and then someone gets ahead of Bourne. He then T-Borns Bourne about a dozen times, shoots at him, however, Bourne kills him during a really boring-ass tunnel chase. He just walks off as seconds later, the shady oil tycoon is arrested. Pamela watches on with a grin on her face. Next day, Bourne finds the Russian MP's daughter to say, to say sorry to her. With that, he walks off onto, into the snow as days later in New York, Pamela gets a call from Bourne, telling her to let him go. And to forget all about him, she tells him she's sorry, but it's not official. This is an unofficial apology. It's all tied up. It is officially over. Treadstone is finished. She then tells him his real name, David Webb, and his date of birth, 4-15-71, and he was born in Missouri. He tells her to get some sleep, you look tired, Pam, and then hangs up. He walks off into the New York traffic as Moe plays and credits finally roll on this thing. Now this should have been 20 minutes shorter. It is far too paddy for its own bloody well good. And for fuck's sake, Paul Greengrass, get a fucking tripod or a steady cam. This shaky cam quick cut editing is seizure inducing. These two heredity of this thing is oozing from the screen and I just didn't bloody well care. This maybe may have had 35 to 40 minutes of plot, but there's nothing. Something about missing CIA money, shitty oil tycoons, Bourne's killer past, and all the government, uh, the cover-ups from the government. Who gives a shit? The action doesn't hold up either. It's padded to fuck, it's shaky cam galore stuff, and I just didn't 
bloody well care. This movie is a definition of blah. This should have been, I don't know, added on to the born identity for the last 10 minutes or something for crying out loud. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 1 out of 10. Still, let's hope Born Ultimatum can make up for this piece of shit. And then Jason Bourne as Spyuari comes to an end. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. And check out my other podcasts of Captain America, Iron Man, House, Hellraiser. You name it, I've covered it. <laughs> I mean, there's dozens of these bloody things. Pick one and listen to it right now. Uh, bye.